0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com. Hey there, Bills fans. Welcome back to another episode of Believe a Bills Fan Podcast. I'm Jamie D'Amico, the illustrious, plucky, and sometimes idiosyncratic John Boccasino is not with us for this round. He is back on the injured reserve, but fear not. He'll be back with us shortly, most likely next week. Here at Believe, we come to you every single week giving you the preview of the Buffalo Bills game-to-be, and this week, oh man... This is the one that we have all circled on our calendars. If you can't be excited about this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, you're not really a sports fan. That's all there is to it. You don't even have to be a fan of the Buffalo Bills in order to get into this one. And we've got a lot to talk about here. But we're going to keep it succinct. So don't worry. It's going to hit you hard right between the eyes. And you're going to love every second of it. Before I get going, though, I want to let you know how to get in touch with us. I can be found at The Jamie D'Amico on Twitter, and you can reach out to John Boccasino as well at John, B-O-C-C-A-C-I-N-O, John Boccasino. So I'm giddy about this. I, I don't normally get this excited about upcoming football games, but the last time we saw these two teams, it was a game for the ages. And I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time talking about the playoff game last year because the Bills have turned over a significant portion of their rosters and the Chiefs have really remade their wide receiver core and it's kind of interesting to see how that's been coming together for both teams. But this is a clash of two four and one teams that everybody had at the top of the AFC and the way things are shaping out right now, it's very likely that this is going to be an AFC championship preview game. And hopefully the bills get this win and set themselves onto the path to hosting all the way through the playoffs with home field advantage. So the teams are going in different directions when it comes to injuries In their secondaries, but it's also a common threat amongst them. Let's start there, shall we? The Chiefs are going to be without two of their top three cornerbacks. We'll get to that later though. The Bills are storming into KC. Without Micah Hyde, as you know, Trey White has begun practicing, but he's not going to play against KC, and it's likely rookie Christian Benford, who has started a couple of games for the Bills will also probably not be suiting up. So for the Bills, that forces DeMar Hamlin in its safety. Kair Elam, the first-round rookie, will be playing cornerback. And it's very likely that Cam Lewis will also be activated uh, for this game, as he was against Pittsburgh, where he served very well on special teams. But let's talk about how this is going to affect this, this game. The Bills, yes, they've got injuries. They've got some quality depth there. And there are some things that they can do to make up for the, the starters that they're missing. So remember when everybody was saying that the Chiefs offense was going to take a step backward because they traded Tyreek Hill? Well, not only did they add five draft picks from the trade, but they also added Juju Smith-Schuster from Pittsburgh and Marquez Valdez Scandling from the Packers. And what did that do to the the Chiefs? What sort of step back did they take? Well, they didn't. The Chiefs are now averaging 31 points per game, which is the most in the NFL. And do you want to know why they're able to average 31 points per game? Because unlike a couple of years ago when they played in the Super Bowl and had no offensive line in front of Patrick Mahomes, They now have one of the best in the NFL. And, oh, by the way, they have Patrick Mahomes. And I say it all the time, but if he were to retire tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no question about it. I don't want to hear people saying, oh, he's not that good. He's overrated. He's not. He's one of the best we've ever seen. This is a Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning Aaron Rodgers type. Enjoy him. But did you know that the success the Bills have had against the Chiefs on defense has been done by dropping multiple players into coverage and making Pat Mahomes throw short? Check this out. This season, the Bills have played zone 80% of the time, which is about 20% more than they typically do. And they blitzed only 11.5% of the time. That is the lowest rate in the NFL. The Chiefs have lost a game this year. They lost to the Colts, who blitzed only 7.5% of their defensive snaps. Interesting, right? Well, according to Joe Buscalia of The Athletic, including the playoffs, since Mahomes entered as the full-time starter in 2018, the Chiefs are 41-7 and against teams with a blitz rate of 15% or higher. In the 33 games when teams have blitzed less than 15% of the time, the Chiefs drop to a 21-12 record. Well, that plays right into the Bills' hands, doesn't it? The Bills have also had a great pass rush this year. I, let's be honest. I didn't realize the impact that Von Miller was going to make on the entire front four. But it's been remarkable where the Bills have gone this year. They're actually able to get the quarterback on the ground, and that makes it much easier to drop players into coverage when you've got a front four that's actually getting to the quarterback. And, you know, it's not just that they're sacking the quarterback. It's getting in their face and forcing mistakes. Get them out of the pocket. Make them run out of bounds. Make them throw the ball away. These are all excellent results. And keep them coming. But the pressure is going to have to come from the edge. Because remember I said that KC has a very good offensive line? It's mostly coming from the middle three, the two guards in center. That's Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith. They've been great. Also, the Bills are likely to be without Jordan Phillips. If he does play, and they're saying he might, he's still hobbled with a bad hamstring, and Ed Oliver doesn't seem to be back 100%. So where am I looking at this game when it comes to pressure? That is Von Miller matching up against Orlando Brown, the left tackle. He has struggled with speed this year. And what does Von Miller have in spades? Oh, yeah, he's fast. (laughs) So with that in mind, we know that the Bills are going to play zone. They're going to play off in coverage. And they're going to probably not allow a lot of pressure up the middle. So what are they going to do? Well, I think that we learned a thing or two last week against the Steelers. And that was how teams are going to attack the Bills' secondary. It seemed on every play the Steelers were throwing at rookie Kyer Elam. Now, why is that? Well, he didn't win a starting job out of training camp. He actually was sitting behind Christian Benford. They were splitting the role a little bit, but Elam is a thin guy. And the Steelers have really big-bodied receivers. And you saw it regularly with George Pickens, who's about 6'3 and probably 220 pounds, guessing here. But he was boxing Elam out on seemingly every play. They were trying to use size to their advantage. And look at the receivers that the Chiefs have. You've got Juju Smith Schuster, who's coming in at 6'1, 215. You've got Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's 6'4, 206. These are big dudes, and if you're trying to play a box-out game, these are the guys who can do it. The third receiver plays mostly slot, Nicole Hardman. He's going to be locked up on Taron Johnson anyway. Kind of a, a thinner guy himself, so he doesn't worry me as much. But then there's Travis Kelsey. The Bills have the number one tight end coverage defense in the NFL this year, according to Football Outsiders. Which is saying something when you look at the players that the Bills have gone up against from the tight end position. In order this season, they have played against Tyler Higbee, Austin Hooper, Mike Gesicki, Mark Andrews, and Pat Fryermuth. These guys are Pro Bowl players. And through five games, the Bills have given up 11 receptions for 91 yards. And outside of Tyler Higby, who had five catches for 39 yards, which is a respectable day, I guess, they haven't given up more than two receptions to any tight end, nor have they given up more than 19 yards to anyone else. That's incredible. But Chris Kelsey, he has 33 receptions on the season. He's averaging 10.5 yards. And oh, by the way, seven touchdowns, including four In one game, just like Al Bundy. (laughs) Sidebar. Have any of you paid attention to the Al Bundy, Chris Kelsey interactions? For those of you who aren't old enough or never did watch the show Married with Children, Al Bundy peaked out in high school when he scored four touchdowns in one game. And there's all kinds of compilations on YouTube of Al Bundy talking about it. And Chris Kelsey really embraced it, and I I rather enjoyed it. But anyway, Chris Kelsey, the man is going to eat. The Bills have a a great defense against tight ends, but Chris Kelsey, he's going to get the ball. I'm willing to bet that he has at least six receptions, which is what he has averaged per game. And with the Bills' defense likely making Pat Mahomes throw underneath quite a bit, I, I think... I think you're going to see Kelsey do pretty well. I'm glad that the Bills are doing well this year. They haven't really changed up their defense against tight ends too much, but I'm enjoying what I see. But now let's talk about what it is that the Bills are going to have to do on defense in order to win this game. Let me hit you with an interesting stat. In the playoff game, Mahomes only threw one ball, more than 20 yards in the air, but he still had 378 yards passing. Everything he threw was underneath. So that tells me that there was some ridiculous runs after the catch. And if you think back to that game, there were some little dudes that were really fast, like Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman, that seemed to be running these crossing patterns and the Bills just couldn't catch them. They need to play disciplined in their zones, they need to cut off these these crossing patterns especially when the guy has the ball in their hands and ultimately they need to limit the run after the catch that's how the bills are going to win this game but let me hit you with another interesting stat in the same playoff game mahomes ran 7 times for 69 yards including a 34 yarder it made a big difference When they needed a big play on third downs, a lot of times, Mahomes was the guy running with the ball. He had lots of time to throw, the coverage dropped really deep, and there was just nobody to stop him from getting to the flags. So here's what I would personally prescribe. I think the Bills need to put a spy on him occasionally. Now, usually you use a safety or a linebacker to spy, and I don't think I would do that I think you need all of those players in coverage. I think perhaps what I would do with the Bills occasionally is rush three defensive linemen and drop one of them back as a spy and see where that takes them. Because if you can keep Mahomes in the pocket, I think you've got a a better chance of beating them. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about what's going to happen when the Bills have the ball. Remember I mentioned that the Chiefs were going to be without two of their top three cornerbacks? Yeah, that's right. Rashad Fenton, he's out. Rookie, Trent McDuffie. Do you remember remember Trent McDuffie from, from the draft? The Chiefs traded ahead of the Bills in order to pick this guy because I think they were worried that Buffalo had their eyes set on him. And... He's played pretty well, but he was stuck on IR after a great opening week this season. He was really good in preseason. Although head coach Andy Reid says it's very likely that they're going to rest him. Interesting. So that means that the Chiefs are going to be starting two rookies, Joshua Williams, a fourth rounder, and Jalen Watson, a seventh rounder, to go along with the veteran Legereus Sneed very physical player. So the Chiefs play man-to-man coverage a lot, and they've got very physical corners. They're athletic. They have good ball skills. So Josh, note it. You have got to take care of the ball. The Chiefs also blitz 25% of the time. This can be exploited, and that's what teams done. The Chiefs are actually giving up an average of 98 yards per game to the opposing team's number one receiver. You make Stefan Diggs, said number one receiver, and I like the Bills' chances. So what I think you're going to see is the Bills are going to spread them wide, and they're going to try to get deep into that secondary. If the Bills can maybe even go four wide on a number of plays – it'll be interesting to see who the Chiefs are going to bring in off the bench to try to cover the third and fourth receivers. I, I think that's a huge advantage for the Bills. They're, they, the Chiefs, are having more injuries while the Bills are having fewer. Seems like we're playing at the right time, right? When it comes to running the ball, The Bills seem to have gotten away from zone blocking a little bit. And against the Steelers, they were using more of a pin and pull system around the outside. And it led to some big runs. Some of their biggest runs of the season came against the Steelers. Look for more of that. Now, to win, this is what needs to happen. The Bills need a strong performance out of Roger Saffold and especially Ryan Bates, the two guards. On the offensive line, because those are the two that are going to be matched up against Chris Jones, who wreaked havoc on the Bills in the past. Now, I know what you all are saying. My buddy Big Newt is out there saying, you know what? We controlled uh, what's his name on the Rams so we can control this guy. Well, okay, yes, they had a good plan against the Rams. But Chris Jones has been a thorn in their side. And they they need to have a good plan for him. And why is that? Well, it can't be the Josh Allen show every week. The Bills are giving up a terrible pressure rate on the quarterback. And Josh Allen has been bailing them out repeatedly. That's also why the Bills need to be able to run the ball. Everybody knows this. You can't be one-dimensional and win deep in the playoffs. As great as Josh Allen is, it can't be... Him carrying the offense on his back every single game. At some point, he's just going to be off. Like, it's unavoidable. There's something that happens in sports. So, you mitigate that risk by building out the running game. And there's something else that the Bills need to do. They need to play clean ball, starting at the opening kickoff. We've seen it week after week where the Bills come out slow. They fumbled a kickoff last week. Yes, it was bailed out by a great pass by Josh Allen on a 98 yarder to Gabe Davis, who got himself open 50 yards downfield. But you can't have the penalties, the turnovers, the fumbles, the mistakes on defense. And when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, no, you have got to play clean all the way around and they got to come out of the gates that way. So those are the keys to winning the game on both offense and defense but i do want to take a moment here to discuss what it is that we're seeing we are in the midst in the nfl and especially in the afc of a renaissance period for quarterbacks we're seeing some of the best quarterback play that has ever existed In the NFL, some of the rules help that along. Wide receivers can get open downfield. You can't hit quarterbacks. There's a lot of things that go into it. But nonetheless, we have some of the best talent we have ever seen. And I implore you to stop at the who's better debates. Appreciate what we have. Two of the best QBs of this generation are playing in a game, and oh, by the way, the Buffalo Bills have one of those quarterbacks. We can really only say that's happened one other time in Bills' history. Yeah, I, I know Jack Kemp was good and Joe Ferguson was solid. But but Josh Allen is going to be thought of in the same breath as Jim Kelly when he's done. And I already told you what I think of Patrick Mahomes. This guy's already a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Appreciate the game. Appreciate what we're going to see. And especially, I've liked seeing it this week on Twitter, where teams are saying, well, not teams, fans are saying, you know, Josh Allen, man, he's the real deal. Love watching these matchups. And of course, the Chiefs fans love watching these (laughs) matchups. The Chiefs have won three of the last four games against the Buffalo Bills and twice when it counted in the playoffs. But enjoy it. This game may have meaning at the end of the season when it comes to home field advantage, but it's the team that has the last laugh in the playoffs that really is going to make the difference. So if the Bills lose this game, not all is lost. That's my entire point to talking about that aspect of it. And if the Bills lose, well... It's onto the bye week. And then the Packers. And then the schedule gets a little bit easier. By the way, Bills win this one 33-30. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be up and down the field. It may come down to the end, but the Bills will be victorious. Enjoy the game, folks. See you next time.